This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, we are really excited to talk to our next guest on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, why don't you tell us? How we discovered the person we're about to talk to and why we're so excited to talk to him. Yep, so I want you to welcome to the show a gentleman by the name of Eric Rivenis. He's not only an author, which we're going to talk about, but he's also a podcast host, which is where I discovered him. He has a wonderful podcast. It's True Crime History. It's called Most Notorious. You should get it downloaded immediately. But then... He's also uh, an author, and that's why he's joined us today to tell us about his new book. It's called uh, Dirty Doc Ames and the Scandal That Shook Minneapolis. It's currently available, so you can go get it on your Kindle uh, or your favorite bookseller anywhere. Uh, Eric, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you, guys, and thanks for the the Facts of Life theme. It's running through my head. I can't get rid of it now. Well, you're you welcome. get to keep that. That's our gift to you, Eric. Yes. <laughs> You've given us so much. Uh, we <laughs> thought you deserved something in return. No, seriously, though, tell us about Dirty Doc Ames and the scandal that shook Minneapolis. What made you want to tell this story? Oh, my gosh. It's, it's one of those incredibly uh, beyond belief it's it's one of these stories that you can't even imagine happened and, and no one really knows that it did happen. It's just one of these hidden gems, this incredible period of about a year and a half where the mayor of Minneapolis, a guy by the name of Doc Ames, Albert Alonzo Ames, he, he's elected to his fourth term as mayor and he decides he's going to make as much money as, poss- as he possibly can. In this next year and a half, he fires half of the police force replaces them with criminals, and then just goes on this this a, a terrible adventure. <laughs> and we should say, um, to give people a little bit of, um, you know, to set the scene a little bit, this is taking place at the turn of not the last century, but the century before. So this is around, what, like 1901? Yep, yep, 1901. He's elected in the fall of 1900. And again, it's his, fir- his fourth term. He he kind of swings uh, swings. Uh, goes with the breeze as far as his political affiliation. He's a Republican and a Democrat and a populist and an independent and a Republican again. He squeezes in, takes advantage of a, of a primary law, um, and his, his supporters, who are these group, this group of uh, individuals, they're called the Dinner, Dinner Pail Brigade, um, who support him no matter what he does, kind of help squeeze him in for his last final hurrah. Yeah. And again, what what drew you to this story other than I assume part of the fun for you is in in telling a story that maybe people haven't heard before and and certainly a part of Minneapolis history that we're not very familiar with. Oh, my goodness. Well, I I ran the original St. Paul Gangster Tours back in the the mid-90s. You might have heard of those. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, they're still being run by the Wabacha Street Caves. So that was a was a lot of fun. 
Um, I dressed up as Babyface Nelson. I gave tours of 1920s and 30s, gangster era St. Paul. And as part of that, that uh, tour company, I decided to, to create a companion tour uh, for Minneapolis. And I called it the Mill City Mob Tour or something like that. And, you know, in my research, um, there weren't as many 1920s and 30s gangster-era crimes um, in Minneapolis, although they did have Kid Can, the famous Jewish gangster in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. I ran across this story. It had only been written about, really, um, in McClure's magazine back in 1902 by a, a famous muckraking journalist named... Lincoln Steffens, who wrote this story, kind of embedded himself um, into the story. I mean, this is at the beginning of investigative journalism, really, mm-hmm. at the, the turn of the 20th century. He was dispatched to Minneapolis to, to figure this out, and he, he, he came in, he, he um, wrote the story, and it just blew up. It, it brought just national humiliation to the city of Minneapolis. And, and that's what people really know this story by, is this, this article called The Shame of Minneapolis, written in McClure's magazine. So whenever people have written about it in the last 20, 30, 40 years, they always draw from this article. So I kind of wanted to see, I mean, this is a single article written by a guy, you know, 118 years ago. It, it, was it true? Was it, sens- was it sensationalized? What part of what part of it was real and what part of it wasn't? So that's kind of where I started, and um, yeah, I was able to discover some really incredible things. This guy was just a was just a character. I mean, unlike anything you can imagine, incredibly narcissistic. Um, he was a carouser. He cheated on his wife. He. I mean, I know you guys like to fish the dirt. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just separate the the political scandal from everything. I mean. I, I, there's this incredible family drama in this book as well, where he drives his wife to almost to death. Um, she has a nervous breakdown. He, I mean, he sues her over the stupidest thing. He becomes estranged from his family. Um, one of the real heroes of the story is actually his daughter, who is, her name is Effie Ames, and she fights him through a good part of the 1890s um, for custody of her brother, for all sorts of stuff. Um, they, 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 once she dies, um, she and her dad, um, her dad tries to abscond with her, her mom's body at Lakewood Cemetery. Wow. <laughs> and she has to go and hide the body. I mean, there's some, go take the body and bury it somewhere else. So even, wow. just, I mean, beyond the, the political aspect of this, which is pretty incredible, um, this rise and, <clears throat> excuse me, this rise and fall of this, this arrogant politician, um, the, the the family side is just as just as is tragic and and again the, the real one of the real heroes Effie Ames she's a valedictorian of, at the University of Minnesota hmm. in 1892 which is incredibly impressive for a woman you know right in in the mid 1800s um, and she re- kind of rete- redeems the family's name at the end it's 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 this this rise and fall uh, in this this epic epic story that I was able to kind of squeeze into like a 200 odd pages. We're talking with Eric Rivenis, who um, many people, at least we know as a a podcaster for a wonderful podcast called Most Notorious. But we're talking about your latest book, Dirty Doc Ames and the Scandal That Shook Minneapolis. Eric, as we're talking to you and we only have just another couple minutes, but 
Sure. As we're talking to you, and I'm hearing you talk about this 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 story that took place over a hundred years ago, you have this remarkable ability to take what it would was one dimensional for you all on paper, I'm sure, and and weave the the story of really a, a real life that happened and sort of the 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 drama within it. How, we, I mean, we don't have enough time for you to answer this, you know, intricately. But how do you even? find all of the information that you were able to find and then put it together in a timeline that you're able to spin this story out? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I mean, like I said, I mean, really this, this article was pretty much the only thing that had been written about it um, by Lincoln Stephens, and it was written a long time ago, and a few other articles that were written about it were, were, were drawn from this article. So a lot of it was just pieced together by, by newspapers, um, looking through old newspapers. And there are many, many newspapers in the 19th century, mm-hmm. and all of them had different political views. So it's kind of trying to figure out what's, what's real, what's not. You know, everybody has a different viewpoint on what's going on. And because he's a politician, some of these papers back him no matter what is going on. I mean, kind of like what's happening right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody takes sides, you know. Um, so that was very, very important. There were no memoirs. Um, I personally think that a lot of his, a lot of the papers revolving around him were destroyed, possibly by his supporters. Mm. Um, after this all happened, um, just to avoid further embarrassment about what had happened. But there were some court transcripts that I was able to dig up the Hennepin County um, Government Center in their records room, and that proved really, really valuable, too. So um, a lot of it is just... Yeah, just digging, just digging. And digging, digging through old newspapers and spending a lot of time, you know, sh- shuffling through microfiche in the the basement of various libraries across the Twin Cities. I love it. You know, Eric, I I, we could probably talk for like an entire hour, but what I did want to give people the opportunity to do is know that you will be speaking at length about this book um, and probably a lot of other stuff, but in the near future. So do you want to let us know, um, and we'll make sure we put up links to where people can get the book, but share with us uh, maybe where people can come learn even more about this book uh, that you've just written. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have a, a book launch happening tomorrow, and that is at the Mill City Museum. Um, so April 12th at 7 p.m. I'll be talking for 30, 40 minutes. We'll do questions and answers, and then I'll sign books. And then at the Hennepin History Museum on Sunday, April 22nd at 2 p.m., uh, you can call. Reservations are required, and um, I'll do the same thing. I'll talk for about an hour and then answer questions. So, And also, um, just tell people, too, where they can get your podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. Uh, iTunes, um, Spotify, Stitcher, um, wherever, wherever you get podcasts, it's available. So. And it's also on your website, mostnotorious.com. And I, like, I just want, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to thank you for, you know, I can't wait to read the book. I'm uh, just uh, about to head out to vacation uh, at the end of the week, and I picked up the book, so I'm going to read that on vacation. But I just also wanted to thank you for the podcast because um, your story. And stories, he's got me hooked on it, too. Yeah, the, the way that you um, bring people on and have them share their story and get us excited about them is pretty awesome. So thanks for that, and good luck thank you. with the thank book. Thank you. 
and, and I, I listen to you guys almost every day too. <laughs> Small so, world. That worked out really well. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys are my favorite on, oh, on my talk, and I, I love a lot of the my, my talk hosts. But I, I love you guys and your your rapport with each other. Well, so thank I, I do you. Listen whenever I get a chance. Well, yeah. and we're listening to you. So, Eric, yeah, thank you once again for joining us today. That's Eric Rivenis. You can uh, find out more on his website, mostnotorious.com. That's the name of his podcast. Uh, and we will be back after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I have a tasty treat that I want Bradley to try. Ooh. And you'll have to hear what it is after this. Oh, Bradley, I'm very, very excited to um, give you a taste experience that you've never had before. Ew. On the Colleen and Bradley Gross. Show on what My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Okay, you've heard me talk about this before, that when I was growing up, I really enjoyed a, a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Oh. And everybody that makes disgusting. that noise. Now, I want to tell you that the New York Times gets understands the beauty of the peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Uh, a columnist by the name of Dwight Garner published in the New York Times a recipe. And it goes a little something like this. Okay. Yield one sandwich. Time, 90 seconds. Uh, and uh, the ingredients are as follows. Two pieces of bread peanut butter, and bread and butter pickles. That is what? A peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Yeah, sounds like they published right. that recipe in the esteemed New York Times. So and people have gone also the ones that do crazy. great salad. I'm just here to let you know. Yeah, no, I know. And they've redeemed themselves with this because what he said to everybody's backlash was consider this less a recipe and more of a prod in a direction that you never considered. Now, I grew up eating these. I did not think like that this was weird. Like your mom would make this? Yes. Ooh. I did not think this was a weird combination. So, while we were in the cafeteria today, I asked our friends Brian and Bryant if they would assist me in... Um, Lending me the ingredients to make a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Okay. They did not have bread and butter pickles, but that's not what I ate anyway when I was growing up. I would eat a dill pickle on it. Okay. Um, so they diced it up for me. I've made it for you. Diced it? Yeah, just eat it and get over it. So peanut butter and pickle. You should have done this for our Facebook Live. FYI. Oh, well, here. Why don't I just do it right now? No, uh, I don't okay, eat, fine. He I doesn't just, want to eat on camera. It doesn't look very appealing. Doesn't need to look ap- appealing. It doesn't smell. It's very cucumbery. Are you sure these are pickles? I, I, pro- I promise you they're pickles. They're like the pickles that were on the side of our actual lunch today. It is that pickle. I mean, not like the one that was actually on the side of my lunch, but... Okay, so you're doing what my kids do, which is make the face before they've actually had the flavor experience. You don't like it? You, why are you laughing so hard? Because it's not a good flavor. You don't think it's good? Oh my gosh, it is. I am sad because you like... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Weird things sometimes. And so I thought you might really be into this. Okay. Can I just give some suggestions? Yeah, sure. I mean, listen, I was working with what we had. The first thing I would do is maybe do the bread and butter pickles, and I would do white bread. This bread is kind of just like bready, and the pickles are just really dilly, and I don't think dill and peanut go together. You do? It's also been kind of marinating for a while. It's not like super fresh, because I made it at lunch. Holly, did you eat this stuff? Hell no. Hey, come here. Okay. No. Yeah, no, come over here. Go I'm sorry. I'm really busy right now. Right She's not. Right There's phone calls no. that I have to okay, take fine. right now. Okay, mm-hmm. take the one phone call. But here, I'm going to just tell you, not because it like proves my point anymore, but while we were at lunch, I was sitting with Holly and I was sitting with B. Arthur and uh, B. Arthur said, that looks disgusting. And I said, try it. And so we put a little bit of the peanut butter and a little bit of the pickle on a little piece of bread for her. And she took a bite and she chewed it. And she actually did not have that icky face like you have, Bradley. She had a face that looked like she rather enjoyed it or at least wanted to give it another I shot. I mean, I don't want to poop on your dreams well, you're or not poop pooping on your or childhood or whatever the saying is. Well, your childhood looked like poop if this is what you were eating. Wow. Now, look, I am a, I'm a fan <laughs> of weird things. Like, I love to put Doritos on my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Holly? See, she's well, already predisposed to not it? like it. No, okay, Colleen, we, we can just have our thoughts. No, you it's, can, but I'm just saying I watched her go into the sandwich with already hard. a look on her I'm face. I'm telling you, the visual, it's hard I've to put that in your mouth. I've never seen it be difficult for you to go into a sandwich. <laughs> I'm saying, though, when you're expecting, when you're not sure of what's going to happen in your mouth, it can be a little disconcerting. I, I mean... I will give you that. I'm sorry, Colleen. I mean, not, I wanted fine, to like it. for me, y'all. Okay, I'll eat some. Come and eat this on your Facebook Live then. I might. Okay. Come mm. Speaking of, Facebook Live coming up next. And uh, crazy stupid idiots after this. So if you're near Facebook, we'll say hi to you there. I'll be eating the sandwich. And we'll be back after this with crazy stupid idiots on My Talk 1071. I'm just saying that sandwich has been decimated. Nobody, nobody, uh, nobody cares. No, Nobody's nobody, eating your dumb sandwich. It's not good. Uh, give me some more. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Did well, Bradley eat the sandwich? No. During no but the B. Break? Arthur. Zero. B. Arthur went B. Arthur to town on the it. pickle. You know how B. Arthur picks? Yeah, food? she's a picker. She was picking around the pickle and just eating the peanut butter bread. Surely there's a better way to eat peanut butter than that. I agree, because that was... I'm done with both of you. Uh, listen, it's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, and uh, these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. You know, dumb people doing dumb things. Uh, Repeatedly, over and over again, oftentimes in the state of 
Florida. Florida. Hey, hey. Woo. Where are we going first, please? South Carolina. Okay. We're awesome. in Columbia, South Carolina. That's where a family uh, came home to notice that something very um, unhappy making happened. Okay. Their back door had been kicked in by burglars. Ooh. And they were very, I mean, upset, right? Like, that's yeah. happened to me before. It is an unsettling feeling. And, you know, the house wasn't immediately ransacked. And so they had a difficult time trying to figure out exactly what the burglar had taken. But after they were able to survey the scene a little bit more closely, they discovered that two things were taken. Two things were taken from the refrigerator. Two things taken from the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two chicken nuggets. Um, two chicken nu- nuggets? Two chicken nuggets. Two chicken nuggets from the fridge. No indication whether or not the burglar stopped to heat them up. Two How, chicken nuggets. Who notices two from, chicken nuggets? That is the number one question I had, which is... Well, it must be a like s- serious nugget person. That is a serious nugget person. There were two more nuggets on my plate. Maybe there were just two nuggets in the fridge and oh, they were gone. Well, that's a shame. I mean, Why would you leave two nuggets? Oh, we do it all the time. Two nuggets? Yeah, because I have kids and two nuggets is like a full meal to them. They don't, they're don't. they birds. I can't even talk about that's it. so weird. But listen to this. This is the worst part. The value of the missing nuggets, Bradley, $1. Okay, so you can't really be arrested for a dollar, can you? The value of the door that they have to replace? Yeah. $100. Okay, so that was their fatal flaw. It's a bummer. They don't have any leads yet. Why wouldn't so... you just knock on a door and ask for two nuggets? They would have given them to you. Yeah, or just like, I don't know, go to a McDonald's and But you're broke. And you're hover. Fu- I get it. Or you're high. I mean, just knock on a door and ask. Got any nuggets? Yeah. I'd say yes, I do. I have nuggets. Hold, please. I'll also, get you your nugs. Um, how many nuggets do you feed your family on a regular basis? Like, what do you mean? At any given meal? No, I'm saying because I feel like families today, nuggets are like a staple. Yeah. So, like, how many nuggets do you go through in your home on a week? Like, How many nights are you eating nugs? Not you, but your oh, kids. my kids. They probably eat nugs once a week. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, so we try. I try not to like recycle the nugs, but I will tell you. You mean I mean like on the menu? Like I try to keep it to one nugget night a week. Week. So like we have breakfast for dinner one night, and then we have pizza Friday every yeah. Friday, and then we have like noodles one night. So I'm just saying like nuggets is like a we rotate that in every once in a while. But my point is this. Nuggets, I don't have a point. Okay, good. I wasn't sure where you're going, Neither but I'm glad I. you made it nonetheless. You're welcome. Can we go to the United Kingdom? You are. I've been wanting to go for so long, but it, it's hard to take that much time off. And frankly, it's really expensive well, right now. And they've got terrorism. And I just, I, I would like to go, especially when I read stories like this, Colleen. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you a, about a moonlighting cop. Okay, so a cop got in trouble for moonlighting. Mm -hmm. Emphasis on the moon. Mm -hmm. And he's been forced to stand down because he was moonlighting as a sex worker. Yep. He was a sex worker. A male sex worker has been forced to stand down after it was revealed he was moonlighting. Not only that, it wasn't just like off hours like, hey, brown chicken, brown cow, $4.99. He uh, actually was on sick leave. So sick and dirty leave, apparently. Um, He had a disciplinary meeting. Uh, He'd apparently fallen on his sword and resigned. Mm. 
That's a yeah. That was a joke. I got, no, I got. Thank it. you for uh, appreciating it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you know that's not crazy stupid idiot worthy. No, I mean it is. It's dumb. That yeah. is bad. I mean, it's you dumb. shouldn't do that. You shouldn't right. like say like I'm sick. I can't come to work. Hey, you want to buy some of this? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's just not good. But what's even better about this entire story is <laughs> Detective Constable Holder. His last name is Holder. Hmm. His first name is Dick. Oh. Detective Dick Holder. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He was born with that name? Was moonlighting as a male sex worker. I mean, I feel like it was just a matter of time. But this Destiny. is a, this is seriously a case. Everybody, parents, be very thoughtful about what you name your children because this is a case of somebody who their whole life was named something and thought, also, that's what I'm supposed to be out, doing. And then they had to do it. Can we also point out that if he now goes, like, let's say, into private practice, he could be a private, he could be private dick dick. Because, you know, oh, they yeah, call yeah, yeah. private detectives dicks. This is true. So private dick dick. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. dick dick. I mean, that's, I also think that's some sort of antelope from Africa, dick dick. But um, back to detective dick holder. His name is Dick Holder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, his parents named him for that job, for um, that side hustle. He did apparently struggle with underperformance in his career as a detective. Oh, thank God. I was going to say I, that would be a real bummer if he was not performing well at his sex worker job. He did express his apologies for his lack of judgment. Now, the thing that I found interesting was they do things differently over in the UK. While, while he was on sick leave, the, the way they found out about this was that he'd advertised on the adult work site using a Sweet Sensations account. What does that mean? I don't even know. Holly, what's a Sweet Sensations account? I'm Googling it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather that go on your Better history. Better you and then us. <laughs> yes. Oh, please. <laughs> think of She's all like, of that's not the worst history. I've Googled. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that we've all... Well, all I'm getting is sweet sensation catering, <laughs> which I'm for. Listen, well, and maybe sweet more. What do they patisserie. Offer? So maybe it was like like one of those home patisserie thing, like where you come over and you do parties. But he was just coming over, and you know, he's like, "Hey, uh, I he got had a special favor at his party. I got a, a a jelly roll that I can uh, no, okay, no. Dick Holder, Detective Dick Holder, mm-hmm. Richard, God." Love that name. Can we go to Oklahoma? Yeah. Uh, I would like to tell you about a teacher in Oklahoma. Um, we read these we read these stories on the cover of the Daily Mail all the time about teachers having naughty relations with their children. Oh god, it's students. so gross. It's always, by the way, I'm I don't is this sexist? I don't know, but it's always women. It is. And in it's this case, always women. It is also a woman. I mean, men do their own thing, but where's the me too for like the students in school uh, thank that are you. being uh, uh, like molested by their teachers. Well, okay. Do you remember? It was just like a f- couple weeks ago. Now there was a there was a march where a lot of students and teachers walked out of the school. Um, this particular teacher, she didn't. Thirty five year old Carrie Hoffman from Clinton, Oklahoma. She did not walk out of her school on that day. Nor did her fifteen year old male student. Ugh. Instead, they used that time where the school was vacant to... Oh, brown chicken, brown cow. Yes. 
Who does that? I know. Also, like, I get why a teenage boy would do it, because I feel like they would pretty much do it with anything at that point, at that age. I remember being a 15-year-old boy. I also, can I just say, none of my teachers had the, not that this is, I this is not explaining anything, other than to say, when I was that age, the last people that I would have fantasized about were, your were teachers. teachers. Right? I know. I have to just say, listen, when we were younger and um, we all paid attention to the name Mary Kay Letourneau and Billy Falau, right? We all knew everything about that story that there was to know because it was a unique story at the time and we were all very troubled by it. I will tell you, if you read a publication like the Daily Mail... You will realize oh, it's every day. It's every single darn day. There's every a story like day. this coming out. There is a there is a thirty something female teacher sleeping with or giving exposures to uh, fourteen and fifteen year old boys. It's awful. It makes you like if I had a fourteen and fifteen year old boy, I would be hard pressed to let him go to school if he had any female teachers. There would just be a very yeah. There might be a conversation. I, would, I might have to ask at the you know parent-teacher yeah. conference night, do you sleep with your students? Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Okay, uh, now, FYI, she's married. Just to clarify uh-huh. to all those beautiful, amazing female yes. teachers out there, you're underpaid and most of you don't sleep with your students. The majority, the vast majority. Yeah. Uh, she and her husband went to the police on Saturday. She admitted what she did uh, and now she's in jail and she is facing... Uh, 50 years in prison. A maximum sentence 50? of 50 years. A maximum there sentence. There are people that have gone to jail for less for murder. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just an FYI. And oh my God. That is sh- 50 years? Yeah. A maximum. So okay, so for she's two, not going to serve 50. Two counts of second degree rape, though. Wow. 50, maximum that is 50 unreal. years. Yup. I mean, All right. g- good, but uh, that's just shocking. I know. All right, when we come back, we do have a daily snap judgment. We are asking you today here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. We do it every day. It's a this or that question. We'll tell you why we asked it later. Uh, but you just need to answer it, and then we'll judge you for your answers. Today, the question was, Bradley? Pickles no. and peanut butter. No. Oh, no. Uh, cheese fondue or eight-track tape? That's the question. Literally, that is the question. For realsies. Cheese fondue. Or a track tape. Answer that. We will judge you for it. We'll be back after this. We'll also check in with our friend Donnie. Oh, yeah. Is this our cheese fondue music or Hand is this our eight track that, music? Hand me some of that cheese fondue. Or are we listening to our cheese fondue music on our eight track? A little from column A, a little from I actually, love it. I have a uh, console stereo system. It's as big as a table. Do you ever have one of those? We had one of those growing up where it's like a giant oh, yeah. piece of furniture and you open up the top and yeah. there's a turntable and an eight track. It's, they're the best. They're awfully cool. I do not currently have one, nor do I have room for one. On the Colleen and Bradley I don't show. Think they make them anymore. On My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I think you're probably right that they don't make them anymore, but Matt's grandmother had one and my great aunt had one. And we always had our eyes on theirs, but I don't have room for it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. 
that matters not. What does matter right now is our daily snap judgment. It's more cheese. It's a this or that question. Uh, no, you do not. You are lactose intolerant that we ask every single cheese, day though. on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, and you answer it and we judge you for your answers. Yes, you heard us right. That's what we do. So the question today was... Cheese fondue or eight track tape? We're getting real seventies up in here. Just yeah, we sure sitting are. in our ski chalet in the hot tub, getting ready for some fondue, and then we're gonna listen to a little BGs by eight track. Now, why did we ask this question exactly tonight? Because it's National Cheese Fondue Day and National Eight Track Tape Day. And boy, did everybody go all in on this. Did they really? No, they did not. God, you losers. You know what? This is the uh, thing. Whenever we ask I am just as disappointed what i believe is a fun question like this i think this is a fun question i think it's a land of opportunity people just turn up their nose yeah and they don't apparently play. we're the only one people I, don't I, like fun yeah you guys uh, fun is fun have more of it all right okay so uh let's read some answers uh christine said eight track playing kenny rogers riding in a hornet on the way to a and w for a frosty mug of root beer nice. thank you for taking us oh, on that journey remember when they had a and w's oh I don't they still have an A&W, but they're like fast food A&Ws. They don't have the drive-ins anymore. There was one in Aitken, Minnesota, like when I was like 13. And you and it still had the phone where you would call in your order, but not a drive-up. I haven't been to a drive-up. I mean, Sonic is the only drive-up you can go to these days. Drive-up, is that what you call them? Is that what you call them? Drive-ups? Drive-in. Maybe drive-ins, whatever. I don't know. Maybe you do something different in Minnesota. I don't know. Logan said, LOLO. I've never touched or seen an eight track tape in person, oh, so God. I guess I'm Hi. that young. I'm young. Going with <laughs> the cheesy cheese fondue. Okay. David said, both are pretty cheesy, <laughs> but at least fondue can be satisfying and fulfilling. Luann said, eight track tape, listening to Led Zeppelin, cruising with our friend in his decked out full size can. Oh, I miss those days. Oh, I have a full size decked out <laughs> Stop can. It. Want to see? Nope. Okay. Sonia said, cheese fondue. Just made some last weekend. My littles love to fondue. You know, it's funny. We never did cheese fondue at my house growing up, nor did we do chocolate fondue. Do you know what kind of fondue we did? The beef kind? Yes. I never have had that, actually. It is. It'll stink up your house for like a solid just fried. evening. You're just frying it yeah. with oil? Yeah, it's delicious. I'm sure. We but. do it mm-hmm. with beef, chicken. We do certain, we do like shrimp. We do uh, scallops. And then you put, we just, you have a bunch of sauces. And then you just dip in the sauce. And it's it kind of like forever. shabu shabu. That's yeah. a Japanese thing. Yeah. It, but it's fun and it makes the evening last forever. Um. Yeah. Why awesome. are people calling? I'm wondering. Probably about the A and W's. The A&W's. What's the word? You on can A&W's? still go to the A W on the 494 double split There's... over up in we're we're. Let me tell how are you, you doing over there. <laughs> I just there wanted to see A&W's. how that would end. Here are the A and W's that are local to us. We have Columbia Heights, one at the airport. There's one in Bloomington, Invergrove Heights, Buffalo, Baldwin, Fairbanks. Can I clarify? Yeah, I, I he know it's a very specific. Yeah, I'm talking about the drive-in. I don't yeah. think they have A and W drive-ins. Although they might, I'm not saying because I don't know. But I have frequently seen, and it's usually a Long John Slivers and an A and W that are uh, paired together. Yes, and the same thing. There's an A and W and a KFC because they're all Yum brands. Yeah, yummy. All right, hey, look who's here. 
Give it up for Donnie. Hello, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. Who is Donnie? I was just wandering by. I thought I'd stop in. Well, thank you, Donnie. Hey, Donnie, do you know where uh, the nearest A&W is? I think I just heard the list. Okay. You know where they do have drive-ins? I was pretending you weren't here (laughs) for that. I I, I was paying attention. Whatever. You know where they do have (laughs) drive-ins? Where? Where? Oh, apparently it says A&W Drive-In Spring Valley, Minnesota. Okay. But um, a Sonic. Just go to a Sonic. That's what Colleen just said at the beginning of this conversation. Sometimes I'm like, is he in the (laughs) room with me? Where did you say that? All Sonics have drive-ins. I know, right? Can we roll back the tape and yeah, listen? Oh my gosh, yeah. hold on a second. No, well, Donnie's is. in the room here, uh-huh. but hold on. Let me work <laughs> some magic and pull that up. Donnie, Let's we're going we to turn that happen. We're gonna have to turn off your mic, Donnie. Okay, but in any case, okay, so uh, the the real question we were asking was not about A&W's or, or Sonic's. Sonic. Thank you. Um, but what we were listening to or talking about was the question, eight-track tape or cheese fondue? To which, Bradley, I would like to know your answer. Cheese fondue. Yes. Because food. Ding. I'm just dinging with my mouth because Holly's busy. And she should be busy because she's doing something very fun. Uh, I am going to say eight track tape. Why? Because I like music and cheese makes my tummy hurt. And Cheese makes your tummy hurt? Yeah. And I like old things. So eight track tape, huh? Oh my God. Yeah. I'm just true. Also, we never had an eight-track tape, so I never have had to gotten to listen to one. You never had eight-track tapes? No, we didn't have an eight-track oh when I was I a young child. Plump, like you, you had to jam them in. But my favorite were the buttons. They were like round, big buttons, and you had to go clonk, clonk, clonk. <laughs> I mean, that really probably packed a punch. Yeah. Poor Donnie can't speak because we're still trying to find Don't where speak. I talked about... Uh, Hold on a second. Sonic. I have I have the evidence. Oh, Shall we go, we go back listen. to but yeah. moments ago? Here we go. In your order, but not a drive up. I haven't been to a drive up. I mean, Sonic is the only drive up you can go to these days. Drive up is that what you're calling? Yeah, you were so stuck on drive up that you didn't hear the Sonic part. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. I really appreciate that we have the ability to go back in time. Go back in time. Hey, Donnie. Yeah. Uh, cheese fondue or eight track tape? Eight oh, track. I have fond memories of eight tracks. My favorite thing about an eight track, by the way, Bradley did a great sound effect of the eight track. That was perfect. Kachonka chonk. Yeah, it really was. Kachonka chonk. But and it, Donnie, remind eight me. Eight tracks. With, I'm sorry. What I was going to say. Remind me with the eight tracks. You could not go to like song to song. And you couldn't really fast forward, but or well, it kind of fast forwarded, right? Uh, you know, I'm a little fuzzy on that. But it wasn't an exact uh, science. No, it wasn't. And it what was would be really annoying is in the middle of the song, you know. So it's with American Pie. Did you write the book of love? And then clunk 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 clunk. Oh, believe in God! Oh, that's, <laughs> oh my God! That's a they would actually change tracks in the middle of the song. That's a bummer. Yeah, it was yeah, it's not so good. fun for us. Not great technology tracks. Holly, eight track or cheese fondue? Eight track. Why? Fondue? Why do you guys not want cheese? No. Yeah, because fondue, so fondue is never well. It's never as good as you think it's going to be. No, it's cheese, never. people. Oh, no. Tammy wants you to know there's a drive-in A&W in Faribault. So, it's a bit of a drive. See you later. There's also one in Spring Valley. Look at that. All right. And thank you to everybody who's calling and we're not answering. So, bye. Have you ever been to a Sonic? Okay. We'll be back tomorrow. 
Bye. I'll, I'll bring Sonic for everybody. What?